0: hi guys welcome to library overload this is tavia
1: this is Susie.
0: don't forget to go check out our blog where we post all the books that we talk about and fact check ourselves sometimes and we are just library overload dot home dot blog and then also check us out on instagram where we're a bit more active and like to interact with you guys and we are just library overload there mm-hmm.
1: right guys we are just catching up on what we've been reading
0: today you know i don't like the movie pulp fiction but the tomato joke in that is my favorite it's amazing i've never seen it don't i thought it was terrible i can't imagine you would like it it's a tarantino film um and i don't think he's for you no he's not but the joke goes that there was a daddy tomato, a mommy tomato, and a baby tomato, and they were walking along, and the baby tomato started to fall behind, so the dad went behind and smushed him and said, catch up! God.
1: Hee <laughs> Of course you thought that joke was funny. It's hysterical. Only you would, and dads. <laughs> it was hilarious. Brother. But yes, like I said, we are just catching up on what's been going on. Tavia, Caitlin, and I had a wonderful excursion yesterday. Mm-hmm. We went. We had a to book sp- outing. Yes, it was lovely. We went to our normal used bookstore, our favorite. We all spent way too much money. Well, Tavia, actually, she held, she held herself you- in check. Um, I didn't do great. Caitlin did horrifically. It was horrific. Hysterical. I didn't
0: even know you could spend that much money at the
1: used bookstore. She sure did. And I am proud of her. Um, because we would each like, do it, do. It, oh yeah. Peer pressure was, was for real. Yeah. It was like, I don't know if I want this. And it would be like, do it, do it. Yeah. Every, every single time I didn't end up putting down a book as I was checking out. Cause I was like, God, Chris is going to kill me. And I'm glad I did, because he was very disappointed in me.
0: <laughs> but that's fine. Isn't that the worst? I'm not mad yes. at you. I'm disappointed. Yes. Yeah. He was like, Susie, you can't even
1: fit all the books on your bookshelves. And you know what I did? I cleaned them up and I took decor
0: off just to fit all the books up there. <laughs> I think a lack of space for books is really not a valid excuse. God, it's it just sure not. Isn't. Mm -mm. You could just pile them up in places like I do. Absolutely can.
1: But um, it was wonderful and I'm so happy. And I got so many awesome books, um, none of which that I can read anytime soon because we're gearing up for October, which is awesome, spooky, spooky. Yes, it's going to be the best reading month ever. I'm planning on reading just a whole crap load to get me back on track to finish 100 books this year. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm 10 books behind currently, and Susie is much further behind than that. I'm 15. (laughs) 15 books behind. But maybe you can do it. I believe in you.
1: I believe in me too. So, I will get us
0: kicked off. Well, before um, you do that, we also went to, after we went to the used bookstore, we went to a new cute little local bookstore called A Little Bookish. and it was so cute. It, it was so precious. And it's an Ottawa for those of you guys that are local. Um, for you who are not local, good luck trying to pronounce that name. And spell it. <laughs> yeah, because it's fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all have at least one suburb of our town that, like, no one could ever pronounce unless they live there yeah um but no it was so cute i have already decided that i'm gonna start hitting up the owner to get all the arcs that they have mm-hmm. left over
0: <laughs> i i got a cute little candle there and it smells divine and they were made by a local person as well so we were having yes. a fantastic local shop day yes we had a great
1: day I got the cutest little candle specifically for October, and it's just titled Thriller. And it's a black candle, and it's just, oh, I'm all about some fall right now. So happy. We are super
0: excited. Our buddy read from last week really got us in the spirit.
1: Absolutely. And then
0: it's been super
1: cool here, and it's just been magnificent. I've worn a sweater already. Mm. It's just magic. I know. I'm and then it was so back happy. to being
0: 80 degrees today. Yes. Yes, it was. But it was cool last week. So It was fake fall. <laughs> Pre-fall, if you will. Yeah. Uh, imagine me
1: going around like Jack Skeleton, Skellington, and just be like, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> yes. that's, that's me right now. Throwing pumpkins at people. Yes. <laughs>
0: that's me. That's funny. I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram. I had some mini pumpkins in my little photo shoot that I did for the bone houses. And Portia kept trying to steal them and and make off with them. So she's feeling the spookiness too.
1: (laughs) Way to go, Portia. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to kick us off. This is a book that came out many months ago. And it was one that I was super excited to read. And, of course, I didn't get to it till now. But this is... Life Will Be the Death of Me and You Too by Chelsea Handler. This You do is... love some Chelsea Handler. I do, guys. And I know she is not for everyone. I get it. She's not sometimes, for me. Yeah, sometimes she's a little much for me. And so I, I get it. But this one was her grown-up book. Oh. And I was very proud of her. So this is set... Um, just a couple of years ago, after the twenty sixteen election, oh, um, mm-hmm. so Chelsea kind of checked herself and her privilege that she's worked really hard for. Granted, mm-hmm. she's like, and she she tells people like I or she's she had been telling herself this for years, like I came from nothing, I worked my ass off. I did these tiny jobs all across the country for no money. And finally, I am doing very well. I deserve my nice house. I deserve my nice things. I deserve to have an assistant, like, and all this stuff, which is true. She mm-hmm. worked her butt off to get where she was. But at the same time, she realized just how extremely selfish she was acting mm-hmm. and decided to start seeing a therapist oh. and she takes us with her to her therapy session Interesting. and you kind of just see, and like, there's a little bit of handler, uh, humor in there, mm-hmm. but it's mostly pretty serious. It deals with her grief of her, um, brother dying when she was only nine
0: oh, and wow.
1: yes, uh, he was 22 and it was a hiking accident like horrific yeah um and it kind of shaped her um and kind of morphed her idea of how you deal with friendships and how you deal with um people you don't get along with and things like that and it just it really delves into why you are the way you are
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: what you can do to work on it and it mm-hmm. was just it was really good I was so proud of her and it was just it was really cool to see someone do that to themselves and mm-hmm. kind of like open up their chest and let you mm-hmm. see their heart you know yeah. um, and
0: be that self-aware that she realized yes. she needed to yes And she was like,
1: I've lived in my house for a a few years now, and I don't even know where my toaster is because I have someone to toast my bread if I want them to in the mornings. And she's like, and at this point, it's too embarrassing to ask them where the toaster is because I should know by now. And and like, I don't know how to work my TV remote. So I just call my assistant in to turn on whatever I need to put on. And she's like, I don't need to... I live like this (laughs) i am an adult and i need to figure out what the hell is wrong with me and so it was really good like i was really proud of her so yeah i enjoyed it i'm glad i finally read it yeah if, if chelsea handler has always been a bit much for you uh this one would be a good one just because it's the realest she's been and the least ridiculous that she's been interesting Uh, And she talks a lot about her dogs. You know, she's always loved, loved, loved her dogs. And she deals with losing, because she's she's adopted dogs that are older. And so Mm -hmm. she doesn't have them for very long. So she has to deal with the grief of losing them and all of that. So it was just, it was really nice for her. Kind of seeing her grow up, it was nice. A bit
0: cathartic for her as well, I'm sure. I'm
1: sure, yeah. And she talked about kind of how she fell out of love with comedy and being a stand-up comedian. And how she kind of makes her way back to that is really, really neat, too. Interesting. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool, good.
0: Cool, cool. All right. Well, the first one I'm going to talk about is Just So Me. <laughs> I don't think there could be anything closer to me. Uh, but this is Sex with Kings. 500 Years of Adultery, Power, Rivalry, and Revenge by Eleanor Herman. And it is essentially a history of royal mistresses. And it's so good. Tavio
1: kept dropping these random weird sex facts on us yesterday. And they were like, did you know? They were, did you know?
0: And I'd be like, no, of course I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, "Did you know Madame de Pompadour did blah blah blah?" And she's like, "No, no one knows that." <laughs> but then Caitlin knew what I was talking about. She's like, "Oh, you read Eleanor Herman?" I was like, "Yes, yes, My I did." Gosh. Bunch of nerds <laughs> I'm friends with. Yes, but it is a history of royal mistresses goes back, you know, all the way like into the dark, the Middle Ages, and then all the way through to even like prince charles and camilla so it's like a full full spectrum and i didn't know that camilla's grandmother was actually the mistress of edward the seventh which is wild i didn't know
1: that and that is crazy creepy to me yeah like super creepy
0: your family just destined to do that be better (laughs) it's not as big of a thing or it wasn't back then because uh, you married for power or political right, alliance, right. so then you had, like Charles II had like five or six mistresses throughout the time. That's nuts. Yeah, but and then so it talked about Louis the 14th, Louis the 15th, and then all of the mistresses of the the English court, and just kind of a full history of their rise to power and then their fall from glory, because. Usually, mistresses did not stick around um, mm-hmm. until old age, except Madame de Pompadour, who died early. He died in her forties. Wow. How many King Louis were there? A lot. Goodness gracious! I know that Louis the Sixteenth was the grandson of Louis the Fifteenth, and that was around the time of the revolution, so i don't I don't know if the line goes any more than louis the 16th there were quite a few if we keep talking about
1: revolutions i'm going to start saying hamilton
0: (laughs) it's so good it is but yeah it was really fascinating it was an absolutely very well researched book and she has a follow-up sex with queens that i can't wait to read as well
1: Did you look for it at McKay's yesterday?
0: No, I didn't. I had other things on my mind um, while I was trying to find. And every time I leave McKay's, I'm like, dang it, I should have looked for this. (laughs) I need to start, like, making an extensive list before I go in.
1: We did have a fun time just going down up up and down every single aisle. A lot of times you just go to, you know, your your favorite genres or whatever. But we really did just go up and down every aisle. And we found Mm -hmm. a place for... Uh, Books about movies, TV, and musicals. And I brought home this gigantic book about Broadway shows. Oh, my God. It's
0: beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. I'm so happy. I carried that in and Chris was like, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) That's nothing at all. (laughs) Okay. My next one, I will follow on your royalty vein. This one I was so excited about. Uh, This one's called Finding Freedom, Harry and Meghan, and the Making of a Modern Royal Family.
0: Interesting. Y'all.
1: My love for modern royalty runs deep. I have gotten up and watched every single wedding that I have been alive for. I would have been up for Charles and Diana's had I been alive. Um, but I woke up for Will and Kate's. I woke up for Harry and Meghan's. I even, on Harry and Meghan's, I even recreated their wedding cake. And it was fantastic. Have um, you heard the most recent news out of the palace? Eugenie's pregnant. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, I follow multiple sources on Instagram for royal I
0: news. Too. I do, too. I <laughs> do,
1: Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> But this was really cool. Royal Family does kind of the same thing as the uh, White House press. They have certain press that always travel with them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So the Royal Family does this as well. So the authors of this book were, um, have been parts of the Royal oh, Press. So okay. they got a little bit of insight into a lot of stuff that went on. Oh, that's interesting. So, I did not know that. Yes. So, it was re- so there were a couple of parts. Where, and it was like, the Duchess said this directly to one of the authors. And it was just like, tell me more. Oh,
0: so Is this, this an follow- authorized book? Like, did they get the approval of the crown to print it? or uh,
1: They did not get the approval of the crown. But because Harry and Meghan have essentially, I don't want to say abdicated. But since they have kind of backed off.
0: Mm-hmm. From
1: royal duties, everything like that, they've lost their titles. There's nothing the royal family can do about it.
0: Interesting. And so, a lot
1: of people are saying that Meghan had a hand in this right in writing this. I I disagree because I think that Harry and Meghan are so fiercely private that they mm-hmm. wouldn't have wanted a book about them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But regardless, uh, so this starts with them meeting and you get a lot of information about how they met who introduced them their dating life I was furious with Chris for a couple of days because Harry took Megan on a five-day trip to Africa for their third date and I was like Chris I feel like you could be doing better Um, yeah I was really mad at him and so I finally had to dig myself out of the anger. I worked through it, but it was tough. I'm
0: proud of you. Um,
1: thank you. And their engagement, wedding day, and then all the way up until their final day. In the oh, like, wow. it was just so cool. Like so, so cool. You got just a lot of information. More, and it was definitely more information. Like the further back it was, because this was like so they left. Their final days in, um, I I don't know what else to call it, C- royal court. I don't I don't know what to call the it. palace. But, yeah, but it's not like they were in the palace much. They are they always operate outside of it. But whatever it is, their final days were March 2020. So, mm-hmm. and this book came out a month or two ago. So, like this, the turnaround on this book yeah. was very quick. So, you could wow. definitely tell that there was much less information. The closer you got right. to current right. times. But anyways, I thought it was so cool. The um, the stuff that went down with her father right before her wedding was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just terrible. And it was terrible because, the, like, she told her parents that she was dating Harry. And both of them, you know, swore them both to secrecy. Like, please don't speak to the press like mm-hmm. just it's not going to be a good time for anybody just don't do it. And her dad held off for a year, year and a half, until finally it was like the press badgered him so much and kept oh. offering him more and more money oh. that eventually he broke because he has always had money problems to the point where Megan was actively sending him money like oh, wow. when she was way too young to be sending her father money. And it was just infuriating to see him just completely turn his back on her wow. and sell sell them all out. And then like when it should be like the happiest time of her life, she's planning her wedding to a prince. She's having this horrible headache of dealing with her father mm-hmm. and then her idiotic stepsister. And it was just it was just unreal. But I loved it so much. I read it So fast, I gave it. I gave it five stars, and I know that's ridiculous, and I don't even
0: care because it was awesome. (laughs) I'm glad that you enjoyed it, though. I loved it. I have lots of questions, but I worry about the authenticity of sources, so yeah, kind of stayed away from everything. I figure like the truth will come out eventually.
1: It will, and I, I just to me, and it might be me being naive, but I, I did feel like. It was pretty legit. Like there were a lot of things that no one would know Mm -hmm. without like without getting insider information and things like that, especially about them meeting what the like they didn't meet for the first time on a blind date. It was technically they met for the first time at like a group dinner Uh and then they followed it up with a date and everybody thinks it was a blind date. And it was just a lot of little things like that. I was like, well, where would you get that information unless it was from, you know. That makes um, sense. But, again, that's why a lot of people are thinking that Megan's hands are in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people hate her. And yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do hate
0: her. I don't. I know.
1: Like, it's, it's gotten so bad. Like, her friends have had to turn off comments on their Instagram posts because people are just so hateful. Wow. I was like what is your problem? Yeah. Just... I saw
0: that they did like a voting go vote PSA and then people were calling for Harry to be removed from the line of secession. Succession. I think he
1: did that already.
0: Like I mean William's got a gaggle of kids now, I think. Harry's pretty far down there.
1: Yeah. Um Harry
0: is now six? Something like that.
1: Charles William.
0: Because they put is. Charlotte yeah, in there.
1: Yeah, he's six in line now. So, I mean, he's fine. But also, if they had just freaking listened to the video, it's not like he said, you need to vote for this person. He just said to vote. Like, I don't know what's so terrible about that. People should vote.
0: Well, apparently the British royal family is they, supposed to be non-political. But it's not political to say, hey, vote. Mm-hmm. Political
1: would be, hey, Vote for Biden. I was like that would be political. Yeah. But again. He's stepped away from the throne. Mm-hmm. Like he lives in another country.
0: <laughs> yeah. I,
1: he could not be further. Unless he went to the moon.
0: <laughs> he could be the Prince of Luna. Oh that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Well. I am Glad that you thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank I will you. keep us going on the tell-alls. And if you are wanting to know about a tell-all, Busy Phillips told some stuff. Okay? So, I read her book. This will only hurt a little. Busy Phillips. And she just laid it out there, man. She just. Ooh. I heard she did. She just laid it out there. She. It, it is her whole, like, story of, you know, growing up. But she's been through a lot of stuff she has been raped and she and she had an abortion at 15 and she talks very openly and honestly about all of that whole process she met the pope <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> um she was on a school trip and they just happened to be at the Vatican the same day the pope was and she somehow got to the front of the line and he came over and touched her um, and she's, uh, her family, she's very Catholic. So that was like a big thing. She
1: has been anointed.
0: Yes. So, and then she talks about, you know, getting into Hollywood and how much of a jackass James Franco was to her on the set of Freaks and Geeks.
1: Oh, oh I forgot she was in that.
0: Yeah. Apparently he even like attacked her one day and like knocked her down on the ground like assault almost and she said he's just he was just this attitude of like she's like i don't know if he thought i was beneath him or because he had been in movies and i hadn't or because i was a girl and this was a boys club or whatever but just how it was he was just really rude to her and like they were playing boyfriend and girlfriend (laughs) which is crazy Ah, uh, she talked about the fact that that show found a cult following many years after its original, and there was only one season mm-hmm. of it, which is crazy. I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't know it was that short. Yeah, That's crazy. Did she talk about uh, Dawson's Creek? She did. So she talked about how wonderful Freaks and Geeks was as a like set and a group, and how they, you know, she tried. She thought about going on a diet once, and the producer was like, No, no, no. We we want you to look exactly the way you look. We hired you the way you are. And so then she's talking about. She gets over to Dawson's Creek. And the wardrobe and makeup people. Are just so vicious. Like. Well we'll have to figure out. How to cover your problem areas. She's a size 8 by the way. At this point let me just point that out. Size 8. And so she's like. I didn't realize I had problem areas. (laughs) Until this lady pointed it out. And then they talked about the fact that she had lots of moles. And the people on Dawson's Creek uh, did not want those to be shown on camera. They thought they were gross. And they needed to be covered up with makeup. So that was crazy. And she talked about filming out in North Carolina and how she was so far away from everyone. And she kind of got a bit depressed. Because when she came in, there was already the core group of Dawson's Creek people and they had already been famous and they were like doing their own things so she said she got to be friends with Michelle Williams which they have the best friendship ever but I was going to ask if she talked about Michelle Williams at all she did she talked about Michelle Williams she talked about Matilda who is her goddaughter and she talked about and, Heath. and she talked about Heath and finding out when he had passed and all of that stuff it's very traumatic she talked about all of that She also talks about struggling with her husband when they had their first baby and he wouldn't help out. And she's like, no, no. I'm done. Um, And and so they kind of got into a really rough patch, but they they worked it out. Um, So that was good. But there were some cool things about her that I didn't know. Like she went to Loyola in California for like one year. Uh, She said she actually only ever went to the one class, which was pottery. She mostly was partying and having a good time. But, um, so her mom called it her $12,000 pottery class. (laughs) 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 But she dated Colin Hanks in college.
1: Oh, how funny. I
0: didn't know that. Did he he meet Colin Hanks' father? I'm sure she did. There's lots of actual photos of them on red carpets and stuff from, from the time. And, she actually ends up cheating on him with a boyfriend from high school who then screws her over royally. Good so gracious. And I didn't know any of this. She and the these two guys, the Cox brothers, wrote Blades of Glory. The three of them wrote it together. The stupid movie? Yeah, about skaters. High oh. skaters. Okay. And she was dating the one guy at the time and him and his brother got together and pushed her out of it pushed her out of like she had done it was her idea she had done all all of this work and they had all three worked on it together but most of it was like kind of hers and they got together and pitched it and took her name off of it
1: wow and
0: screwed her over which oh, is Lord. crazy but then she talks about you know having her babies and getting to a happy place and um, her husband went to therapy and got into a better place himself and and it was really good but yeah she she told some stuff about some stuff it sounds great.
1: it yeah I've been meaning to read hers for forever yeah also she's it.
0: hysterical and I know she, does she the had, voices. she
1: even had like a um a late night show or something
0: yeah she was funny in that. Yeah, she, um, and she actually, she had a rough, like, her parents were supportive and stuff of her, but her sister had some, like, anger issues and things like that. She said, you know, childhood was kind of rough at some times. Um, And she talked about working through things like that with her sister, uh, which was really cool. Um, But she did the voices of all of the people, and her voice for her mother, my gosh, it was the most hysterical thing ever her mother was born in Illinois right outside of Chicago and she had this real like nasally kind of like oh my god busy <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it justice <laughs> but it was just the funniest thing that and her real funny. name is Elizabeth Jean and I didn't know that either I didn't either until you told me it's still it was fascinating sounds it mm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. What made you finally pick it up? Well, I was um, in a kind of funk and a rough place uh, mentally. And I said, I need something funny. I just really need a comedian to talk to me. And I listened to it on Audible. And I said, I just need some happiness and some funny, you know, levity. Mm-hmm. And so I finally decided to give it a go.
1: Well, good. it's been and... on my list for forever. Yeah, same. Well, good. I am glad. Mm -hmm. So the last one I'll talk about today is one that I have been on the library hold list for probably two months. And when my iPad popped up and it was like, this book is available, I literally screamed. (laughs) So excited. So this is The Switch by Beth O'Leary. She's the same author that did The Flat Chair. Loved The Flat Chair. Okay. The Switch... Even better, I think. Awesome. So this kind of covers a whole lot of topics. So we follow two um, two main characters. We have Eileen and Lena.
0: Come Lena. on, Eileen.
1: <laughs> so Lena is in her twenties. She lives in London. She's got a very busy, hectic, awesome life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Lena's grandmother, Eileen, is seventy nine. Her husband has recently left her for another woman. Oh, my goodness. I know. And she lives in this, she lives out in Yorkshire, in this small little area. Um, she's got a few neighbors that kind of do this hysterical neighborhood watch meeting every Friday. <laughs> but it's like neighborhood gossip meeting. And then they talk <laughs> about the squirrels. And then they have to... <laughs> And so it's really just, an
0: excuse to get together. Yes.
1: And they're all, you know, way up in age. And it's just it's so funny.
0: So. That reminds My, my grandfather. I had a great grandfather who got divorced at 93. Oh, my God. Yeah. He thought his wife was trying to poison him and take his money. What it was she? like his fourth or fifth wife. I can't remember. Was I don't she? think so. I mean, she was oh. probably trying to take his money. But okay. I don't think she was trying to hustle him into the grave or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they for sure got divorced when he was 93. That's nuts.
1: Okay, so Lena kind of has just this mental breakdown. There are a lot of things that have happened in her life somewhat recently and she has been trying to instead of deal with it, she's just trying to focus on work and just do what I need to do and all that. Finally, She just has a complete breakdown at work, and um, she goes to visit her grandmother out in Yorkshire, and they decide that they are going to switch places for two months, so Grandma Eileen goes to London at 79 years old, Nice, like 60 years after she was supposed to move to London, but instead... Got pregnant and had to marry the man and stay in the country. Lost the job that she had been so excited for. Uh Finally gets to go and live in London with Lena's two flatmates. That are hilarious. That's awesome. And uh, Lena goes. And stays at Grandma Eileen's house. Out in Yorkshire. She goes to the community watch meetings. (laughs) She helps plan their May Day. um, Festival. And it's just. Awesome. They both deal with. Everything that they've needed to deal with. In different Mm ways. Um, Lena finally works through this terrible grief that has been just haunting her Eileen kind of comes to comes into her own really because she's she is dedicated over 50 years of her life to this man that she had to marry because she was a young woman that was knocked up and had to get married and She's trying to figure out who she is and what she wants, and so she tries online dating, and it's just adorable. Mm-hmm. And she, and it's, it's so, so good. You know, I love odes to grandmas, and this was a fantastic one. Aww. It was so good. If I, if I could give it more than five stars, I would have, because it's got this beautiful relationship uh-huh. between. The two of them, but then it's also them dealing with grief in their own way, dealing with um, these fun little projects that they're inserted into because they've swapped lives and
0: phones
1: oh. and all this. It's so so good. I love That's so it. cute.
0: One of my favorite movies is The Holiday, and they kind of do something oh. similar, but it's like doing that with Grandma, which, yes. which is cool. I love The
1: Holiday.
0: It's real so good. So good. Um, but yeah, it was. I think my favorite part is the gardener telling Cameron Diaz's boyfriend not to fess up at the beginning. It's the funniest mm-hmm. part. It really yes, is.
1: So good. But yeah, I just I loved it. I um I Beth O'Leary is just gonna be an author that I will just pick up their next book without any hesitation. Like nice. just fantastic. Your so ride happy. or die.
0: Yes. So happy with her. I'm glad. Mm. Well, my next one is one that I found at the used bookstore for three bucks that I had wanted to read, but never really thought about, I don't know, picking it up. But then I saw it for $3 near the cash register and I was like, yes, you're coming home with me. Yep. And that is the Magnolia story by Chip and Joanna Gaines. And it is the story of their childhoods, how they met, how they formed their business, how they really struggled for a while. Uh, And then the craziness of one day, the lady saw her work on a blog and said, can we send a camera crew down? And it happened to be the same day that Chip surprised her by buying a used houseboat that was terrible and in really bad condition. And he's like, we're going to move into this and live in it for a while. And she's like having this full-blown panic attack and the cameras are rolling. And she's like, two of our four children can't swim, Chip. We can't live on a houseboat. (laughs) And the cameras captured just the magic of that, and them working through it together, um, which is hysterical. And then that turned into their TV show, and you know, just they they talk about their focus on God first uh, in on all of their endeavors. They're very um, spiritual, and about how guidance. You know, they felt like that God has guided them in every step of the way and every choice that they made. They thought maybe one door was closing, but it actually ended up leading to something better. And, you know, and then they're working together. And, you know, they have never owned a TV as a couple. In like 15-something years. She says yeah, we're too busy to, to have a TV. We first tried it as a marriage counseling thing. Like, when we first got married, they said, um, try to go three weeks without a TV once you're newlyweds to kind of try to bond. And, you know, because you can live together but separate. And she said when you're a newlywed, the, the counselor had said... Try to do it and see if you could, if you liked it. And she said, after three weeks, we decided we didn't miss it, and we just never got one. So they've never owned one the whole time they've been married.
1: Hey, how about you tell Daniel that y'all are just gonna get rid of your TVs and let me know what he says.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he would probably have a connection fit because he loves, loves watching TV and movies.
1: Yeah. He was blowing up my phone uh, yesterday telling me about all the movies that he's seen recently, letting me know <laughs> which ones he thought I would like. I was like, thank you for your report, Daniel. That's um, so no, Chris would lose his mind if I told him. Yeah. But, hey, good
0: for them. Yeah, I mean, so each them, it's a sound principle, like, that you can be existing together in the same room but not be together. Right. Uh, which I get. So yeah. it, it makes sense, but it was just a real, it was a really cool story. It was the story of how Magnolia, their life was born mm-hmm. and how she opened her shop and how she's like, basically, if you tell Chip that you have a dream that you would like to one day accomplish, he's going to make it happen He'll tomorrow. It. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, I showed him a sketchbook full of ideas for this little like home goods store. And he's like, and I was like, well, you know, maybe someday. And he's like, well, why don't you do it now? It's so, like he's just that kind of person and he just pushes and pushes her. I think um, we all need that kind of person in our lives. Yeah. She's like dreams are not like some days to chip. They are let's make it happen. And apparently when they had met, they he had already had like five or six businesses that he had created and sold and, and whatever. And it was funny. The story of their meet cute is hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you. Have you read? Have you heard it? I have. It's so cute, but I'll tell the I'll tell the audience because I love it. <laughs> so she's working at her dad's Firestone shop, and the guys come in and they're like, "Oh, there's this really, really hot guy out there. You need to go talk to him." And she's like, "You know, him in and and hot." She's like, "No, I don't really want to." And so, so they finally talk her into going out there, and she gets close to him, and she panics. And so she keeps walking and she walks by him out into the little waiting area and sits down. And she ends up sitting down next to Chip. And they strike up a conversation. Okay, I didn't know that part. Yes. So they strike up a conversation because he's there waiting. And it's just hysterical. Like she walks past the hot guy because she loses her nerve. And she ends up sitting next to Chip. And so he's not the hot guy in (laughs) this story. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I hid from the hot guy in sat next to
1: Chip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so funny.
1: Oh, my gosh. um, That is funny. I, uh, I told Chris that I wouldn't move to Texas unless I was close to the Gaineses. Because they're the only gr- good thing that I know of in Texas.
0: <laughs> they're just so genuinely authentic. They come across mm-hmm. as being the most authentic I think yeah And that's what people are drawn to and just I would love my house to look exactly like Joanna Gaines designed it yeah so yeah
1: um they are lovely I have watched awesome. every single episode of Fixer Upper and mm-hmm. as soon as their uh tv network is officially wa- uh, launched I will be subscribing to all of it
0: yes um, I love them
1: Yes, uh, and it's hysterical that they now have not just a show, but an entire network of mm-hmm. shows, and they still don't got a TV.
0: Yeah, I mean, she says that they, like, had gone to um, friends' houses to watch football games and things like that, so they've seen TV, they just don't have one in their house. Right. They they like to spend their time doing garden stuff or other projects. Yeah. no, She's, I love they're really busy.
1: garden. He built her like this huge garden in this cute little shed. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah, I, I would kill every single plant, but I would be so happy. Me too.
0: Yeah. And she talks about his, you know, animals that he would kind of collect. <laughs> He's really bad for that. And <laughs> they Chris just and, I and I are f- both like that. Yeah, you're supp- but you're supposed to have one enabler and one like mellower. But Daniel and I are both enablers, so... Enabler
1: and Chris is one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, she, she does talk about that, how that he kind of... They balance each other out so well because he can be a bit impulsive and, mm-hmm. you know... She talks about how at the beginning she wasn't quite used to his lifestyle or whatever. And so he would buy a house and she would fix it up. And he's like, okay, let's move. Let's do the next one. And she's like, but I just got this one ready. Um, yep. So she struggled with that a couple of times until she kind of got it sorted out. And then they ended up buying the farmhouse, which is a crazy story in, a, in itself. Um, and it's a really short book. It's like 180 pages or something. It's oh, awesome that's smaller than I thought. Yeah. Oh, and the way it's told is, like, Joanna's telling most of it, but ever so often there's an interjection from t- Chip that's in a different font, like, <laughs> giving you context, or, like, she's like, he bought the houseboat, what was he thinking? And, and he would be like, here's what I was thinking. And it, it's just <laughs> hilarious. It just seems, like, so them, and it just flowed. Yeah. It was, just, it was really good. It was Yeah, really they're, pr- they're
1: precious together. They I precious. love it. All right. Well, good reading this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Very good, good. guys. I'm so excited about October reading. I've already jumped in. So pumped about some some spooky
0: reads. Yeah, I'm very
1: excited as well. Yes, I've already got a thriller under my belt to talk about. Um, I'm working on some another one. I just picked. I had Chris pick up my library holds this week, and that was a fun little adventure. (laughs) Um, So yes, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. I even put all the books that I was thinking about reading in my little library cart that I have. Nice. So I'm going to pick them up when I'm ready for the next one. Very so
0: excited. Good plan. I have mostly all of mine planned out. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very excited. And so we are just going to have a Spooktober yeah. Booktacular. Yes. <laughs> that was so many made up words. I know. <laughs> I loved
1: it. But yes gonna be a good one very excited
0: and it's my birthday month I'm turning 29 for like the seventh time (laughs) (laughs) um
1: I know you always get the book club book or not the book club book you always get the buddy read pick in October Mm -hmm. and I'm so jealous because October is such a good month for a book club a
0: I really think I'm leaning towards Frankenstein because I think Mary Shelley would just be fascinating to talk about as well. That would be
1: really cool. I own it. And so if you do choose it, I am ready. So that'll be fun. Yes, Yes, that'll be fun. I've not attempted it. Me Um, either. Yeah, that'll be interesting. How old was she when she wrote it? I know she wrote it. I really don't know. I think she was young, though. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it'll be good. Good
0: talkings.
1: Yes, uh, but I'm pretty sure she was young, um, so that'll be really cool. Yeah.
0: I have a beautiful cover, a co- uh, copy of it. That I is just so cool.
1: I got mine at the used bookstore for mm-hmm. probably fifty cents, so it's not a very exciting cover. But
0: mine is gorgeous. I have it. And this is pretty. I went to take a picture of it the other day and got haunted. So that's even you know. Yeah. Perfect. Tavia and Caitlin met some ghosts. Yeah, we backed away slowly, as so as not to disturb them. Very sorry. <laughs> we live near this battlefield. I know I've talked about it before, but there's a tower there called Wilder Tower, and it is super duper haunted. And I never really believed that at first, but I 100% believe it now. Like, it. Ugh, I can tell you about it another day. It was completely
1: crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, save
0: it. Absolutely, save it for haunted. Spooktober. Yes, I will save it for Spooktober. We absolutely got haunted, though. <laughs> so creepy. All right, guys. Well, feel free to
1: find us on Instagram. Let us know what books we should check out this month. Absolutely. We are always looking for reads, regardless of the month. But for mm-hmm. sure, give us your spooky, your witchy, all of the above. Yes. All
0: right. We like
1: books here. Do we? A little bit. What? A little bit. Okay. All right. Well, this might be a cool cool podcast to
0: listen to then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we'll no. talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.